Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Biz Bites. And I should, maybe I should be really up vibe for this one, particularly. I've known Carolyn for a few years now, and she is in the uh, personal fitness training space and nutrition as well. And I feel as though we should be, maybe we should doing a few steps or something while we're doing this. Um, instead, we're actually sitting down and having a, a sensible discussion. But uh, um, yeah, so I feel I feel we need that up five. But uh, Carolyn, why don't you um, introduce yourself properly to the audience? Because we've got a lot to talk about. Because just by means of finishing that introduction, I know how fascinating your business has uh, become, particularly as we got to know each other even prior to COVID and then all of that happening as well and what that did to your space and, and where that's left you is is huge. So uh, welcome and please formally introduce yourself. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Uh, I think this is my first podcast actually. Uh, so yeah, look, I've been a personal trainer for coming up to 23 years. And, but even before that, you know, I joined the gym when I was 19 and I've just never looked back. I've always then just been into fitness and health. Um, and I kind of do separate them into the the fitness side of things, you know, the, the training and the gaining strength and all that. But then my biggest passion, again, is the health side of things. Uh, and that's getting people's nutrition under control and just um, – you know, getting them actually to where they need to be compared to where they actually currently are inside their body. Uh, so, yeah, and I've been doing outdoor training. Uh, so I've been doing that roughly since I started. And, uh, you know, I've had two businesses. So I'm into my second business. My first one was a franchise. And then after 12 years, I was like, yeah, I think I just want to be able to have a bit more flexibility and do stuff that I want to do because, you know, over the years, training has changed so much. You know, my first business was almost like doing, taking people for walks, you know, um, and so now it's evolved into so much more and my passion is functional training, so teaching people to do or get stronger for everyday life just so that they can do things, you know, run around with the grandkids, run around with kids, get up and down, get out of bed, uh, just, you know, basic stuff um, that we often take for granted and when it's taken away, we're like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want people to ever get to that point. And, and I, love so, that yeah, about, I love that about what you do because um, it, it's, it's really interesting because I think we have often have this image of personal trainers as being for, you know, 20, 30 somethings who are, you know, um, already, you know, been gym junkies and now they want to take it up a notch. And, and um, I, I think we've, we've probably all seen some of those people in the park at various times as well. And it's not necessarily about that. I love how you talked about, you know, it could just be about wanting to be there for the grandkids um, because it doesn't have to be about yeah. becoming this massive gym junkie and, you know, putting on uh, lots of muscle and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine for some people, but that's 
not yeah. really what the majority want or need. Correct. And that's what I've actually found over the years is that training's changed so much, like what you said about, you know, wanting, you know, let's say today I got rid of six tyres, six car tyres, because that's I've had them sitting in my yard for 10 years from when I used to do boot camps because that's what we did back then. Whereas, you know, and I had a massive shipping rope as well, whereas now we're kind of into the smaller battle ropes because it's more about just general fitness and general health. Um, yeah, gone are the days for me anyway where it, there's, you know, just smash them um, because, you know, my clientele has changed and I'm finding that, you know, they've all got little niggles here and there um, and so when they come and train, then I work around it. So, you know, I like to think that anyone can come and do any type of training uh, within their scope within their ability and also their limitations because we're all biomechanically biomechanically made differently you know short arms short legs and short bodies whatever or tall um and so yeah you've got to take into account all of that in this day and age um to train someone yeah this and and i and i love that that it's um that it's more personalized i mean that that it's obviously around that area but like you said it's that those visions of boot camps and things i think we've all seen them uh feared them yep. perhaps uh or watched uh with admiration of those people that are undertaking it and uh and and then you know that that whole space that you're in has undergone so much change in the last 20 or so years i mean now we have these 24/7 gyms that people can go to yeah. and and um uh, i admire people who want to get up i know a bunch of people who do at 4 5 o'clock in the morning and they're off to the gym and doing stuff before their day starts i'm quite happy to be fast asleep at that point in time but good luck to you <laughs> if that's your uh if that's your inclination but i think th yeah that's the interesting thing isn't it that that um it used to be kind of a one-size-fits-all approach um, and now that's very much changed and there are all these different options that are available to people and, and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive either, are they? No, that's right. Um, I mean, yeah, like you've got so many different, you know, you've got like your F45s, um, you've got CrossFit, you've got, as you said, these, these normal gyms um, and now we've got online. So, you know, that, that kind of, that was a real game changer come COVID um, because I'd been looking into that space and then we were basically forced into it. Um, and it still has its place now, but more and more people I'm finding want to get out and back, you know, back into it. But I still love my, you know, doing my training from home um, but then I also love getting out and getting about and and I love going to work to actually get me out into the fresh air, to the outdoors, seeing my clients. Um, yeah. But it is an interesting space, that online one. I mean, it, we've got very different businesses, of course. I'm, you know, marketing, you're in fitness, but mm -hmm. certainly the, the uh, revolution that came with uh, COVID was definitely this willingness for people to be online and this uh, need that people found to want to work from home. And, of course, that can extend to doing a fitness um, you know, a fitness regime of some sort and having some coaching and training along the way that there's no reason that can't happen in your own home because, let's face it, 
particularly if you do work from home, you, you do spend an awful lot of time there. And whilst it's nice to be able to get out and, and there's massive value in being able to do that, sometimes you want to be able to work out, well, what can I actually do? Because I am stuck at home at the moment because maybe you're looking after kids, um, maybe you, right. you're, you're housebound for any number of other reasons that could happen. So being able to still do stuff in your yeah. own home is actually huge within itself. Definitely. And I think that's what I've found. And I try to encourage people, if you do want to actually do online training, don't do it inside. Like actually, you know, I do all of mine mostly in my backyard um, or, or you know, go to a park and do it in a park. Um, grab your neighbour, you know, like maybe, you know, do it with a buddy so that you're not just doing it on your own. Uh, or if you're at home, get the family involved. It's the perfect time. And as you said, when, when people are working from home, that gives you more opportunity to do things for your health, not work more hours. I mean, it, it's kind of a bit of a bugbear of mine when people go, oh, yeah, I'm working from home, but, you know, I'll start. Some people still work in their pyjamas. They go, I roll out of bed, I'm on the computer, and I'm like, what, it's 7 o'clock in the morning and then they'll be like, oh, it's 6 o'clock at night and I'm still working. Why? I don't understand why they're killing themselves uh, for someone else, especially if you're working for someone else. I get it when you're in your own business, but you still have to have boundaries and that's where people need to put those boundaries in place and say, you know what, I need to look after myself now because otherwise if I get sick uh, or if I'm injured whatever it might be, I'm not going to be able to be there for my family or myself to support myself in the future. It's about, you know, paying for health, being present now rather than paying for sickness um, and being, you know, not being able to do anything later on in life. So, yeah, it's, it's getting people to say, yeah, that travel time that I, you know, that hour in the morning, that hour at night, two hours more in my day why would you want to work those two hours <laughs> it's a, it, it is a, it's a really interesting thing i saw some research recently and um that's global research and you look at uh what australians are doing and arguably we're working harder than any other country in the world we're working longer hours with much greater stress than anywhere and um it's it's interesting because as you say at the same time we universally made this choice about working from home i have to laugh about it because i've been working home for from i don't know yeah. about 15 years now and so it was like everyone catching up to what i've been doing for for a long time but and you're absolutely right about boundaries um that you have to do that i i know one of the worst things you can do is is make your office in your bedroom that is an absolute mistake never do that uh, i remember early on in the piece i did that and i did it because at the time i remember um the best view in the house was uh that we had at the time was from the bedroom and there was space and i thought well i'll just set up a desk and i'll work from there and what happened was i you know, I couldn't sleep because the desk was right there and and um, you, you just felt trapped in that space. So um, it, yeah. it is about working how things things go and, and, and creating that. But it is fascinating that people have made lifestyle choices in terms of wanting to work from home, but that wanting to work from home 
has often much, which which I think is is really interesting because a lot of bosses believe that their their people their staff are not as productive when they work from home. But I actually think the opposite is probably true. They they feel like oh well I can work more because I don't have as you say the travel time, uh, and I don't have the same level of water cooler chat that I would have uh, in an office environment. And then suddenly, yeah. you know, that the productivity, alleged productivity can increase because I think that's the important point, the alleged productivity, because if you are glued to the seat and, and I'm speaking speaking my own truths here because um, yeah. here I'm, we're talking to each other in the afternoon and I've pretty much been glued to my seat the entire day today, which is the try not to let happen. But the, but the truth is, is when you're glued to your seat, you're not as productive and there are things that you should be doing both around health and nutrition to change that. Correct. And, you know, they actually say that um, you should have a 10-minute break every hour or every 50 minutes. Like, So every hour there needs to be that little break where you're standing up because, you know, sitting kills. <laughs> it's, we're not designed to sit. We're designed to move. Um, so... Getting up and just having that little stretch, you know, stretch your arms, lengthen out your spine, your hips, because, you know, you're shortening your hip flexors when you're sitting down all the time. So just moving around and just doing something even for five minutes, nick outside in your backyard, get that fresh air, take some nice deep breaths and get the air in. Um, it, that's actually been proven to increase productivity um, because actually, you know, our our brains, you know, sitting here staring at computers, get stale and we need to invigorate it with that oxygen uh, and just our bodies need that movement. And then also, you know, if you're working from home, you've probably got more ability to prepare better food. So make sure that you're actually fueling your brain and your body with healthy food during the day. I think what's what's really interesting about what you're saying as well is that this is a legitimate business expense. Like, you know, having someone such as yourself being able to offer that ongoing support uh, and advice and keep things, you know, consistent and moving, um, you know, it represents an expense because, of course, you're running a business, so you would expect to pay for that service. But at the same time, if you're increasing your productivity, the amount that you pay for that service is going to be more than counted by the increase in productivity that you can have by implementing those strategies. And I think people forget that, that it's not, and, and perhaps, um, you know, that whole idea of personal training um, makes it feel like it's not part of, of your business, but it actually can and should be. Yeah, and, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I literally just today um, was watching a call where um, they talked about um, exactly that with the, um, oh, God, now I've gone blank. Um, what did you just say about the, um, oh, sorry, the productivity. Yeah, so when you, if you're not being productive, what's that costing your business? So if you actually do take the time or if there's an expense involved, like actually getting some training, the what what that's going to cost you to imp improve your mind and your body, which is then going to improve your productivity, what's that going to do to your job or your business and where what level is that going to step you up? 
I want to change tact a little bit uh, if I can, because I know that you, this is not the space that you've been in forever. It's not where you started out your professional career. So, so take me back yep. to, um, to young Carolyn. What was, um, uh, what was the sort of the dream that you wanted to be, uh, you know, sort of around school age and, and where did it take you? Wow. I think when I was young, I wanted to do something with animals, but then I realised, oh, they're going to die. I don't want to see them die. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of never knew. I was one of these people that never knew what they wanted to do when I left school. Uh, And I take my hat off to anyone that actually does know what they want to do when they're 17, 18. So I kind of just went to work and I actually worked for foreign affairs uh, for 10 years before I made that decision. I was like, oh, my God, I've been in this job for 10 years. And, and even though it took me overseas, you know, I lived in Vanuatu for two years, um, which was amazing. And I was surrounded by triathletes. They were all my friends. Um, but I was already into the whole fitness and nutrition anyway. So I left and went to night school because people said, you know, you're a fitness fanatic. Why don't you do something to do with fitness? And I'm like, hmm, right, okay. So, so I just kind of made that decision based on that. Um, I, I went, all right, I'm going to study to be a personal trainer. So I did. And back then, it's not like it is now, you know, the quick little eight-week courses online or whatever. Um, you know, it took me two years going to night school to do it because I still had to then get another job during the day. But, um, you know, and straight after that, I bought a franchise into the outdoor training and I just never looked back. And I think for me it was a no-brainer to go into business because I'd watched my parents also. They've owned businesses over the years and so it was just a natural thing for me to go, well, I'll just own a business. (laughs) So, yeah, I kind of just went from there and just never looked back. It's it's a, it's it's such an amazing journey that you've been on. I think that 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 scope of going from foreign affairs into into fitness training, but yeah. but I understand if you, particularly in in a country like Vanuatu, which is uh, much more of an outdoor, um, yeah. you know, because of the because of the nature of the environment and things, and more people spending more time outdoors and and uh, hopefully getting fit along the way. So I, I guess it kind of makes sense that um, that one went to the other. But uh, I love that. Um, you know that it's just been this this continuous journey for you, and that as well that it's been a career that's lasted for a long period of time. Because again, I think most people think of people in this space of going, they've got a very limited lifespan in the space that it lasts, you know, three, four, five years, and then they've moved on to something else. But but you've been in it for for quite some time, as you've said, and I don't think there's any yeah. uh, there's any plans to move out of there anytime soon. No, because I'm still super passionate about it. I think that's where I find I'm so blessed that I'm able to do something, I'm you know, able to make my passion my business. Sometimes I think it's to my detriment because I'm just way too passionate about it. <laughs> um, and so people could get put off by that. But, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, just being so lucky that I can do something that I just love and I still love. And it's also something, you know, my dad has even said to me at times, what are you going to, you know, are you getting ready to do something else? Should you go and get a job? And I'm like, why? Well, because, you know, you're 52 soon and, um, 
can you still do personal training? And I'm like, why not? Why can't I be a 60-year-old personal trainer training other 60-year-olds? Because, you know, they don't want to be trained by a 20-something person. They want someone that knows what they're going through. You you hit the nail on the head. Isn't that one of the biggest things is that that relatability is such a huge thing in business. And we often forget that about those stories that we tell because you're absolutely right. The the truth is, is that someone in their 20s or 30s doesn't understand what it's like to be in your 50s. And, um, you know, and and that's okay. Uh, So long as there are people um that uh that do understand what that's like and can relate to it and and um and understand and, and as you say it said at the beginning you know it's quite um there's there's nothing wrong with with doing stuff to make sure that you're good to run around with the kids or the or the grandkids or whatever it might be but it's not necessarily your journey is not necessarily about becoming a triathlete yeah yeah well because i just want to be fit and healthy when i'm older so you know, I'm, I want to set that example for people. Mm. Fantastic. Carolyn, I, I, thank you so much for, for giving us these insights. Um, I, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the audience will as well, because I think we, we um, uh, it's good to understand the, the business behind it, as well as the actual, you know, the mechanics that we know about and know that there is demystifying a little bit some of what, what all of this space is about and uh, and knowing that there are people like yourself out there that are not the I guess the typical ones that we have in our minds, uh, and that it's a you know it's been a fantastic growing business for you and giving people the opportunity is we'll, we'll we'll give people an opportunity to connect with you, but I think knowing that regardless of where you're listening to this podcast, um, you know online is always an option with Carolyn and and. Uh, that's something you can do and you can still do classes from from there you don't have to know exactly the area that she's in in order to be physically able to be there although that obviously is uh is an option for people and 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 a great one yeah. at, at that if you uh, happen to be in the local area yes and my nutrition business is all online so and you know I can coach any of that from anywhere yeah, and I think that's a, an important element as well. They do go very much hand in hand with peop, uh, with things yeah. and, and uh, having a better understanding of nutrition. And as we said before, the combination of all of that and how it can help your business as well is is uh, is a huge uh, huge part of what you should be. Every business owner should be doing, and every business should be doing. And uh, I should be practicing more of what I preach and and uh, get out of here and walk the dog uh, straight after we finish. <laughs> so, um, so, so, Carolyn, thank you so much for being a great guest on yes. the program. And uh, we will we will make sure that all of your details are included in the show notes uh, as well. And uh, thank you for being part of it. BizBytes is brought to you by Com Together for all your marketing needs, so you can build your brand engage audiences on multiple platforms go to comtogether.com.au follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation